Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing a recap of a podcast I was recently introduced to uh, by my friend Linnell. She sent me uh, a link from Spotify. It's Dr. Will Cole's podcast. And this one is going to be on carnivore diet myths. So I have done one other episode on the carnivore diet. I'm just I'm just kind of really fascinated by this style of eating and this particular diet because it's so extreme and it's so the antithesis of what I like to do personally because I'm definitely, I like my carbs. And so I'm just fascinated by anyone that can do this diet. But this was a really interesting spin on a way to incorporate carnivore techniques, I suppose. So I'll get into that in just a second. First, I wanted to do a little recap of my recent travels to the East Coast and uh, kind of how I I fared there because, so I went to the East Coast for business mainly. Uh, We're trying to expand, we are expanding, I will say, our business, our cannabis business over to the Massachusetts area. And it's the first time we're pursuing our own license. It's a, it's a huge deal for us. And it's it's a really difficult, long, tedious process. And I'm doing a lot of it all by myself. Uh, we've gone through, uh, for any of, you, any of you that's been listening, you've heard our struggles with this arbitration that we're going through. And so we've just been really kind of bootstrapping things and you know, trying to raise money from our investor team. And so I planned this trip because we should be one of the first to market for this delivery business we're opening and this license that we're getting. But we've been waiting for this investor to give us her money. (laughs) And it's just been really stressful. Like we definitely should have had it like a month ago. And so I planned this trip thinking we would definitely have it in. And of course, that just didn't happen. And so I I did go trying to just get us that competitive advantage. Um, I also needed to help with some of the security build out and just make sure that the technicians you know knew where to go and uh, had to install internet and all this other stuff. So um, so anyway, it was it wasn't a waste of time. I will say I it, I was very frustrated through several points on the trip because nothing was really going my way. You know, the security team has been really flaky and not answering, not being responsive, and things have gotten delayed. And they, I got a wrong recommendation for the wrong internet. And so I had the wrong internet installed, then had to, you know, call Comcast and get Comcast in. And so, anyway, it was just one of those kind of Murphy's Laws things where anything that can go wrong, you know, did kind of go wrong. Uh, But the good thing is that I got to see my family. I mean, that's the nice thing about uh, being able to take our business to the back to the East Coast is that, uh, you know, I just have such a strong network there. Like all my college friends are back there. I have all my high school friends and I'm still close to a lot of people. And, and of course, my family, who I'm super, super close to. And it's just been so long since I've been able to go back in October and with this arbitration that's going to happen in like a week and a half, uh, and I, I'm, I'm being deposed on Monday, I really needed some time in nature, East Coast, like fall foliage, and to see my mom and my sister and my brother and just, you know, get some real good family time. And and that that was absolutely very beneficial to my mental state. And so I went on lots of walks. You know, I wasn't like trying to get hardcore exercise in. Uh, I was just really enjoying moving, being in nature, just really enjoying every second of it. Uh, the very last day, I, I the, the water, the pond, it was like glass. And it was so beautiful because the foliage. And so I, I took a little paddleboard out into the lake. I was careful not to fall off because that would have been freezing. Uh, but it was just, it was really nice. It was, it was good for my soul. Any of you that follow me on Instagram, you definitely got lots of fall foliage pictures. So hopefully you're not sick of them. Uh, for any of, the, any of you that don't follow me, please follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. 
But this was, you know, going back to the East Coast and going back to the house that I grew up in, you know, a lot of people have tendencies to to regress back. And so, you know, when I when I lived with my family, that's when I did a lot of, you know, comfort eating and that was always when I was at my heaviest. And so I, I, I've been in this mentality lately where I go home and it's always vacation time and I'm just stuffing my face with junk, you know, all kinds of really heavy things and, and almost no balance in what I'm eating. It's almost like I'm trying to stuff as many carbs in my face as I possibly can. But this time I went back knowing that I wanted to have, you know, to eat nutritionally, that I didn't want to go back you know, to gain a lot of weight, like I might let myself do over Christmas, because I just knew I needed to be mentally strong and mentally well for this court case that we're we're going through with, you know, it's like the David and Goliath situation. So I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel lean. I wanted to feel strong. And so, um, so the first, you know, the first you know, t- kind of trial is the airport because I am someone that hates flying. I, you know, I, I take Southwest and I, I always end up getting a middle seat. And so it's not comfortable, but, you know, so I usually end up, you know, wanting to eat really heavy, you know, go to the airport, get like burger and fries and beer and all the heavy things. But, you know, as soon and, and, but, you know, I, you immediately feel bloated and gross and, and so I just didn't want to feel that way. So I did, and, and I flew so early. So my flight there was, you know, I had to be at the airport at like 5.30 or, you know, 5 a.m. So I wasn't really hungry until, you know, I think I just had like a protein shake or something. And I ended up, I, drank, I did drink some wine as it was basically my breakfast. So, uh, yeah, that was a healthy start to the day, but you know, I so I did drink alcohol to comfort myself. Uh, but I didn't really eat heavy food. So I, I just ate, oh, I did get, get some airport sushi, which was actually really good. I got a spicy tuna, um, roll. And so, you know, whole foods did drink some wine, uh, landed, my mom picked me up and we went and got Thai food. So, and I had a crunchy orchard picked apple for dessert. So I felt really good. Uh, and, and, you know, my parents had just gotten back from Africa and when, when it's not the holidays for them either, and they've been traveling and eating heavy, they also are very structured with what they're eating. So my mom made all these squash dishes and my stepfather was eating his, you know, hummus and triscuits and yogurt. And, you know, so he's very, very, you know, structured and strict. And George, you know, George has like lost and gained 100 pounds multiple times in his life. That's my stepfather. And so he is like super anal retentive about maintaining his weight. I think his dad was like, was, you know, considered, if this is still an appropriate word, morbidly obese. He was, I think he was like 400 pounds or something. So George, and and George is very short. So he's, you know, when you're shorter, it's just, it's, it's sometimes for some people, it's easier to gain weight. And so George is just one of those people who's, who's always conscious. He loves sweets. Um, he's been in uh, recovery, like he's, he doesn't drink for, for many, many, many years. And so, he, but he loves sugar. I mean, he's definitely a sugar addict uh, like me. Uh, but, but I mean, George is like even more extreme than, than I might be. So uh, anyway, I, I, I love, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're all watching things and, and eating uh, nutritionally and just, you know, trying to, to battle the, the tendency to want to overeat and overindulge. So, so I think this is the first time that I've actually, you know, actually, I think I lost weight while I was there. And, um, and so let's see. So I did, but I did have some really good meals. I was supposed to, I think the most upsetting thing (laughs) because of this, yeah, I had to travel down to Massachusetts. I, I talked about in one of my last episodes, going to this special brunch that my sister was throwing up in Bar Harbor. But I just, I had to go down to Massachusetts and it it ended up falling kind of on the day that I had to go down there. So I ended up missing that, which I was very upset about because the brunch looked incredible. But, um, but I did get to take my friend Mike out for my, for a birthday lunch. Uh, Mike's one of my best friends. He's, I've known him since kindergarten 
and he is about to move to Florida. So he, I wanted to take him out. It was his birthday. So we went to this place called State Lunch, which I go to quite often when I'm home because it's in Augusta and it's really delicious. They've got great cocktails. So they had this new cocktail menu out and it was all kinds of holiday themed cocktails. And so I tried two different ones and I did post them on my Instagram. The second one was my favorite. It was, I don't know the, the, I don't know. I forget the alcohol. It did have a gin in it, but it was also these other kind of holiday-ish flavors. And then they had some sort of like egg white foam on it that was really thick. And these little bits of citrus, and I don't know exactly what it was. It was They had this interesting texture, this almost like, almost like a candied texture, like it was chewy. And so it was, it was pleasurable to chew into, but it wasn't sweet. It did have like the tart of the citrus, but it was delicious. Oh, this, this drink was so unique and amazing. So I love that. And then we got the Brussels sprout appetizer, which was like a, I think it's like a Kung Pao style which is good. I mean, the only thing about that preparation is it like it makes them brown. So it's not it's not very appetizing to look at. Um, I did post a picture of it, but it's it never looks appetizing. They taste fine, but I wish they would figure out a different preparation. They they keep that same preparation on the menu and it's just not my favorite, but I always order it because it's, it's a whole food and I always feel good. And I love I do love Brussels sprouts. Uh, so had that for the appetizer. And then I was debating... So they had this, they didn't call it Nashville chicken. They called it this other spicy chicken, but I knew it was kind of like this Nashville hot. And I was like, "Mm, yum, that's like my weakness. But I decided that I wanted to, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to go that indulgent. So I ended up getting this, um, spicy ramen shrimp, uh, soup. That was, that was good. It was, it was definitely good. Not as satisfying as the Nashville hot chicken sandwich would have been, but it was good. And we were having dinner with my family later, so I didn't want to eat too heavy. And so later, so my brother has a new girlfriend. It's very exciting. We've, I've never met a girlfriend he has. And, you know, my brother's a good catch. He's, you know, he's young. He's an an attorney. He just bought a house and, you know, he's 30, I think he's 30, 31. And, you know, he's he's definitely had girlfriends and he's dated, but he's really picky. And so we, I'm shocked we got to meet her because he's also very private and doesn't like to really share things with us. But he brought his new girlfriend home for dinner, which was amazing. Her name's Katie. And she is, she's very, she's very sweet, very kind, uh, very smart. She's also an attorney. Well, she's, she's in law school now. And I don't know, I hope they get married and have babies. I'd love to be an aunt. I'm not going to have my own kids. So that would be great. Anyway, so he brought her over for dinner. My mom made beef stew. She made homemade biscuits and she made apple crisp. So I have been going processed sugar free, but of course I was going to have my mom's homemade apple crisp. So, and I, I, and I kept it to one biscuit. I mean, that was, you know, because I've been eating mainly whole foods that I was very full and it was, it was delicious. We had some ice cream, some vanilla ice cream on top of the apple crisp and it was worth every bite. And so I did have a little bit more of that apple crisp the next day. And that was amazing. So that was my first kind of like dessert, dessert that I've had in a little while. And I was, you know, I'm not trying to be perfect with this whole foods thing, but, and you know, that was a time that I wanted to share in that family moment. So that was really good beef stew was really good. I ate that for a couple more days and yeah. And then, so that was my birthday lunch with my friend, Mike, and then my friend, Kathy. So Mike and Kathy were like my besties in high school. And I have a few other people that I stay in contact with from high school, but those two in particular, those are, you know, those are just friends that I've known for so long and they, and they made high school a safe experience for me. They were just friends that I could count on. You know, they weren't, they weren't unnecessarily mean, you know, we all have mean girl stories or, you know, little traumas that we go through as we were growing up and we're going through these awkward stages in high school and middle school. And, 
And, but Mike and Kathy were, you know, they just, they weren't those people. They were just always good friends to me. They were solid. They would always save a spot for me at lunch. And yeah, and I just, you know, I really value their friendship. And so I, I always try to make time for them whenever I can. And so Kathy and I met at this place called the Liberal Cup in Hollowell, which is a brewery. It's, it's really good. They have got um, good beer, great cocktails. I really wanted, they have these specialty uh, holiday martinis that I really wanted one of those, but they're so heavy. They use like the Baileys and the Kahlua and heavy cream. And I'm like, mm, I'll save that for Christmas because we know I'm not going to be eating whole foods for Christmas. So, so yeah, so I'll save that for then. I did have a couple beers with her and we had some calamari and I just had to have this. So my, one of my favorite all-time meals is Thanksgiving. Like turkey and stu- stuffing is my weakness. I could, oh my God, I could dive head first and just be in heaven in a vat of stuffing. And so the turkey, the gravy, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, little mashed potato. Mm-mm-mm. So they had that there. And I'm like, is it real turkey? Now tell me the truth because so many times you go in the, in, if, if a restaurant is offering this turkey meal, it's often processed turkey. Like they, they say it, it, it a lot of times they say it's not, but it is. It's, it, there's this rubbery quality to it and not this turkey. I said, so you're actually slicing the, the, the turkey off the turkey breast. And they're like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll get it. So, and it was, it was roasted turkey. It was the good, yummy deliciousness. So I ate some of that, took the rest home. Yum. So that was great. And, um, yeah, so those were my two delicious main meal. Well, Augusta meals. I missed the brunch. And then my sister was generous enough to take me to the airport. So her and her boyfriend, Paul, they had, uh, this event to go to in Biddeford. And so they were spending the the day in Portland and, you know, my mom wanted me to leave the house like spick and span. And she had all these rules I had to follow to like perfectly clean the sink. And so by the time I was done with all that on the day I was going, I like didn't want to touch anything because I didn't want to have to clean it again. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to make myself some eggs, but I didn't want to mess up the, the, the oven. So I was like, okay, I'll just drink a protein shake and then I'll eat when I'm at the airport. So we're driving you know, down to Portland and I had like three hours and she was just going to drop me off at the airport. So they were hungry too. So we ended up stopping at this restaurant called Trilingua that my sister knew of. And it was, it was awesome. It kind of made up for the brunch because we got to sit outside. It was a beautiful day. I love Portland, Maine. If if you've never been to Portland, Maine, you gotta go. It's, it's just got an incredible, uh, culinary scene. It's beautiful. It's by the water. Uh, cobblestones. It's beautiful. Very, very like, uh, like Portsmouth, New Hampshire, just like quaint, quaint little city. And, uh, so this Terlingua place had great cocktails, this little outdoor seating area. And, um, and, uh, so we got a, a couple drinks and they just wanted some snacks. They ended up getting, uh, some chips and salsa, guac, and this, uh, ceviche. Not a huge fan of ceviche. I'll eat it, but I don't know. It's, it's, I know there's a bite to it that I I don't love. I'll eat it. It's not my favorite. And then I got these carnitas tacos in a flour tortilla. And there was this mushroom bisque. Like I actually, there was a special sheet that that I failed to see before I ordered. And then I looked at it and they had this mushroom bisque. So because my sister is, you know, kind of like a little celebrity in Maine now, this culinary celebrity, she gets, and she had featured this restaurant on her TV show, uh, Maine Life. And, uh, and so, you know, they kept sending over like tastings. They sent over this drink that we could taste. It was like this ranch water drink. And then they sent over, they sent over, what else did they send over? They sent over, oh, they sent over, okay, this mushroom bisque. So this, I love mushroom soup. If it's done well, and this mushroom soup, it had this homemade sourdough, buttery sourdough that was toasted to perfection on the side. So I took this bread and I, again, I forget the whole foods thing when this deliciousness is in front of me. So took a little piece of the buttery crusty bread, dipped it in this mushroom bisque and, oh, literally orgasmic. I mean, the most delicious bite 
in the world. So satisfying. So incredible. Ugh. I mean, and the carnitas tacos were really good too, but nothing beat that mushroom bisque with a sourdough on the side. And I'm not a huge sourdough bread person because I just don't like sour that much, but you couldn't really taste the sourness in the sourdough. Chef's kiss. So delicious. So that was really good. I did post pictures on my Instagram if you want to check them out. So, so I had that big, you know, nice meal before. I feel like there's one thing, one, one other thing they sent over, but I can't remember what it was, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, having that, it was like two or 3 PM and I had that big meal and, you know, I had a protein shake earlier and that's basically all I ate for the rest of the day. I, I flew, flew back. I did have another glass of wine on the, on the flight, but it was a terrible glass of wine. I think it made me, made my stomach turn. Actually, the flight attendant warned me, but I still drank it. Uh, and yeah, it was not good, but so, so yeah, so by the time I got home, it was like 1am and I just went to bed. I did, you know, I did want to stop and get McDonald's French fries and burgers, but I wasn't going to do that to myself. So I just went to bed and woke up today hungry, but was so busy this morning. I just had time for a quick little protein shake. And by 2p, I was like hangry and the oven wouldn't turn on. We had nothing in the house. I was like, and I was, I was ready to like murder someone. So I was like, I told my boyfriend, I'm like, I'm going to go get flower child. I'm like, do you want something? And so ate that feeling better. Blood sugars back in, in regulation. So we're good. So, so that was a recap. Um, so good food, uh, proud of myself for eating mostly nutritionally. My one day where I just totally blew it was when I went down to, um, and not, not that I blew it, but I just, you know, I just ate processed junk was when I drove down to Massachusetts and I was just like, go, go going. So I didn't really take time to stop anywhere. Uh, except, you know, when I got gas, I grabbed a piece of Sbarro pizza, which was not even good. And, and then I ate I just got like some, some Cheez-Its. I got some goldfish crackers and then, you know, and then it was like 9 PM and I'm in my hotel room, lonely and sad because nothing was going my way. And I just wanted chocolate. I needed chocolate. I was like, you know, and I'm in bed and I'm like, do I really want to walk down to these, like this little area in the hotel room? And I was, you know, earlier I was like, you know, you, you sometimes plan things out like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go to all kinds of restaurants down there and, and meet people and talk about our business that's opening. And all I wanted to do at the end of that day was like hibernate in my room and not talk to anyone because everything had gone wrong. And there was a restaurant kind of attached to the hotel. And I saw, I kind of like peered in, I was thinking I'd go get like a real meal and I, you know, and it seemed to have a good bar. I was like, oh, I could just sit at the bar and eat and, you know, maybe chat, chit chat. And I don't, my sister can do that all day long. It just, I don't know. It just, at least that trip, it just didn't appeal to me. And so I ended up, you know, still, you know, hungry. And I don't even know if I was really hungry. I think I just needed sugar. And so I went down to the little, to the little hotel area and I got two Twix bars I got this. Now they had Sour Patch Kids, which I'm not, again, I'm not a huge sour type of person, but I needed something fruity. And so they had these little like crayon raisin snacks. And I'm like, oh, that, that'll be a healthier choice. And, and, and I got another bag of chips. And so I go back to the room and I'm eating my Twix and then I'm like eating, you know, break into my little fruit thing. And, and I look at the, and I, of course I looked at the sugar. I mean, so much sugar in these things. I'm just like, Veronica, whatever you're, you're eating, you're doing it, do it. And so I, I finished all the junk and, you know, woke up the next day feeling not great, but also like, whatever, like, you know, and I did work out that night. Shockingly, I, I, you know, I, I still, I still got a workout in that night and woke up the next day and was determined to have a healthier day, just a more nutritional, nutritionist, nutritionist day. And so if that's a word. And so, um, so, you know, I, I ran around all day, went all the way down to purchase a car because I, th for some reason, thought I could get financing. But of course, being in the cannabis industry, you can't get financing. So 
we did need that investment to be able to purchase a car in cash. And I obviously don't have the the means to do that right myself right now. So I I did end up getting back to Maine at like 6 p.m. And, you know, a lot of times when I've had a long, disappointing day, just like I did the night before, you know, binging on sugar, binging on junk food, that easily could have happened again. You know, how people can tend to, you know, oh, want bad one day and it kind of rolls through the, the rest of the week. I, I didn't do that to myself. I just, I got back on track the next day. I got home and ate, you know, butter butternut squash soup, you know, acorn squash soup and a salad and, you know, felt you know, felt so much better. And so, uh, so yeah, so that was that. Uh, and now I'm back in Arizona. I did have time to do a little review of a podcast that my friend Linnell had shared. So this podcast is on Spotify. It's called the art of being well. So I'm going to do that review now. So Dr. Will Cole is an influencer. He is a functional medicine doctor with a special emphasis on clinical nutrition. He's friends with Gwyneth Paltrow. He's done stuff with her company, Goop. He's written multiple books and he's very accessible. So, you know, I bumbled through my last episode about the Max Lugavere, who I don't know, the way he speaks about topics, it's it's sometimes really hard to grasp. And Dr. Will Cole is the exact opposite. He doesn't kind of speak over your head. He 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 uses terms that are easy to understand. So I can always I can always walk away with nuggets of great information from his shows. And I just I like his communication style. He seems like someone who has a very uh low ego. And he, I would love to know how old he is. He looks so young, and I'm sure it's because of all the biohacking uh, ways he eats and and works out, and you know he uses supplements, and you know he he does all of these, um, you know, scientifically backed things. And um, so so the topic of this was carnivore diet myths, and he had this woman on who's a health coach and author. Her name's Ashley Van Houten. And so this, this was an interesting one because, you know, she, but they, they weren't talking about doing like a straight carnivore diet. Uh, Dr. Cole wanted to have Ashley on to talk about, you know, kind of like a more carnivore-ish where it's more of a well-rounded whole food diet, diet with, that is centered around animal protein, but that is balanced. It has more more categories of food involved than just the straight, straight carnivore. So, so Dr. Cole was like, so what is a typical day for a strict carnivore? And Ashley was saying how she has a a different approach. She's like, she's like, I don't think that she's like, there are some people out there that do the carnivore diet where they have to have all red meat or they're eating raw liver in the morning. And she's like, and that, that tends to get a lot of media attention because it is so extreme. But she said the way that she uses the carnivore diet is just as a reset for herself every, you know, and she'll do it for like three to five days. And she's like, it's so much better than a fast. Cause you're not, you're not, you're getting in nutrients. And so she said, you know, she's like, I might have eggs. Uh, I might start the day with eggs. Um, you know, do some coffee and depending on, you know, your philosophy, some people won't put heavy cream in there, but you know, with this less strict approach, you know, I might have some heavy cream in my coffee and she's like, I don't do all red meat. She's like, I'll do a lot of shellfish, a lot of poultry, game hens, and she's big on organ meat. So this is going to be a big topic through the, the content is organ meat. And so she's like, it's, it's so much better than fasting because you're getting nutrients, you're getting calories, you're getting essential amino acids. And, and Dr. Will agreed with this approach. He's like, absolutely. He's like, I like to do that too. He's like, I like to do it as a reset as well. And he said, so, so what, what proteins do you think we as humans need? And, and what she talked about is that, that few plants 
have all the essential amino acids that that we can't naturally produce ourselves. Um, she's like only animal protein has that. She said quinoa is one of the the plant based proteins that does have all of those nine essential amino acids. But she's like it's usually there are some missing in a lot of vegan diets. And she said, uh, you know, and and when you're eating plant based, you do need a much larger quantity. So she's like it's just a lot more work. Now I loved this idea. I so when I do little resets, uh, you know, I don't I don't starve myself. But there will be days if if I've had a really heavy day, I'll try to do just protein and vegetables in a day, and uh, or, you know I might try to do just all whole foods. But when I really want to be strict, I'll do like a, I'll try to I'll try to stick to all protein and vegetables. I just gotta get a drink here. So. So, so this is a little bit different. It's not incorporating vegetables necessarily, but just incorporating meats. Now, I have to say I was influenced by this. I, this is something that I might want to try, like maybe after Christmas, after I get back from eating really heavy, I can definitely see myself doing just even one day, you know, maybe two days of doing, you know, all protein instead of also doing the vegetables. Um, I, you know, I could see myself doing the filet mignon and the special d- delicious sauce I make. I could do like a shrimp scampi with some butter and some garlic. Yum. So I could, I could definitely see that. So I, I did, I, I did kind of, now I also, when I just got back from grocery shopping, I did just go buy a ton of quinoa and I'm planning on making the quinoa with bone broth so that, you know, it's, it's even more, um, uh, dense with, uh, nutrients and also protein. So anyway, I did get a lot out of this episode. I really enjoyed this episode. So then, um, then, uh, Dr. Cole wanted to talk about collagen and she, Ashley was saying, and, and for any of you that follow me, I am huge on collagen. Collagen has made such an improvement in my own skin, in wrinkles I have that are now filled with collagen. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, so I'm a huge fan. She said, Ashley was saying there's, there's type one through through one to three. And in terms of different types of collagen, and she's like, most collagen do have some essential amino acids, but she's like, some people confuse it for actual protein. And they think that they can use collagen basically as a protein, uh, replacement. She's like, it's, it's not meant to be used that way. She's like, it does help joints, but it's not the same as eating animal protein. Um, she's like, it started as really a beauty product, you know, people that wanted glowing skin and better nails. And, you know, I've seen improvements in all of those areas, better hair. So, um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan. And I, I, I guess I didn't really think about the fact that it also does have essential amino acids in it. Maybe not all nine that we need, but the fact that it does have that <clears throat> is is pretty cool, and um, it just it, it just reinforced why I'm so consistent with it and how I want to keep being consistent with it. And so, uh, and so, Doctor Cole was like, "So what you're really talking about is uh, nutri- you know, the the benefits of of having nutrient dense foods." He's like, "So let's talk about awful." And she's like, oh, yeah, she's like my favorite topic. She's like organs. You know, most people think it's gross. She had written a book called It Takes Guts. And it was a cookbook that showed you how to prepare organs so that they were more palatable for the average consumer. And she said that the most nutrient dense parts of the animal are, you know, are, you know, the liver is the most nutrient dense part of the of the body. But she said that can be pretty intense for some people just starting out. She said that the heart, uh, and like an animal heart, the texture is easier for people. And so she recommends that people start there. Oh, gross. Um, now, I'm, I definitely am not influenced to eat awful. I mean, I'm, I'm influenced to incorporate a little bit more animal protein into my diet, but this awful... Uh, gross. It's, it's, she talked about how there's a tongue taco that she gives the recipe for. Um, now my mom had taught, had tongue once. I never tried tongue. 
Has anyone out there tried tongue? Gross. She said that when she chewed into it, she could actually like, like feel the taste buds that she was chewing into. Ugh. And then, and then Ashley talked about how, you know, bone marrow is considered a delicacy in some restaurants. So that's an, a good kind of first step for some people. Now, I have tr- kind of tried bone marrow. Um, I've seen it because I've, I've seen a lot of cooking shows and it never appealed to me because it just, I mean, I'm like, it's part of the bone. And I mean, I, I do like fat, but I like... I like plant-based fat. Like I like avocado. I like olive oil. I'm one of those people that like I'll cut every single teeny visible site of fat off my steak. That's why I like filet because you can basically eat the whole thing and there's like no fat. But like my, my dad used to get New York strip and I would always slice off that rubbery fat on the outside and he would eat my fat. It was gross. It was like, he's like, that's where all the flavor is. Disgusting. And so, um... So I got, I went to dinner with this, this guy one time. It was supposed to be a networking dinner. Anyway, it was not worth my time, but, uh, he wanted to get bone marrow. So I was like, okay, we'll get bone marrow. And it was at this, this most disgusting Italian restaurant ever in Scottsdale. It's called Oso. There's a lot of Italian restaurants out there named Oso. This one, wait, no, it's called Evo. There's again, there's multiple restaurants probably called Evo. This one, avoid at all costs if you're in Scottsdale, Arizona. This one is so, I've I've only had bad meals there. I will not ever go back and order anything again. So we order this bone marrow. When you get the bone marrow, it's supposed to spread like butter. And this was not well prepared because like I tried to take some and spread it on a piece of bread or crap, whatever they gave me. And it was, it was still like hard. And so I, I, I don't even, I don't even remember actually, like I wanted to taste it just to taste it, but because it didn't spread, it was like this hard, like cartilage, like cartilage type gross nastiness. And so I, I, I don't remember the taste because it just was so wildly unappealing that I, I didn't eat it. So that was my one experience with marrow and I will never go back. Um, I mean, Maybe if I go to like the, you know, some sort of like James Beard award winner and he has it prepared perfectly or or whoever the chef is, um, really knows what they're doing. I might, you know, try a little bite because I still feel like I've never fully tried it. But anywho, my dad, my dad raised me to, to be experimental and to try new things. So I am open to some extent, but if it's not prepared well, forget about it. If the texture's off, especially when it comes to like animal proteins, ooh, no thank you. Now, Ashley also brought up tripe. And for any of you that has, haven't heard of tripe, it's, it's, it's one of the intestines. I don't know whether it's the small or the big intestine, but it is intestine. And I used to have this weight loss client, this big guy who's 100% Italian, and he would tell me that that was kind of a delicacy, that his family would make this tripe, and they would make it with this, like, gravy, and he would, like, sop it up with all the bread, and he just loved it. And I was like, ooh, intestine. And I'm sure the way they cooked it, but, you know, when you're raised with it and you're eating it, it's just like people that were raised, I mean... I do remember at this restaurant I used to work at called the Roseland Restaurant. They used to sell, uh, have a, have a liver and onions on the menu and people would order this. And it was, it was looked like a, like a filet of steak, but it was liver and it was covered in the gravy and onions. And I don't, yeah, I, I never tried that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, some people, this is part of their normal cuisine and some were raised with it and, I mean, for the people that were raised with it, I, I definitely, they're they're benefiting from the nutrient density of these intestines. Uh, and for me, it definitely, I like the nutrient dense thing. That appeals to me. But the texture that I'm sure goes along with these things, you know, and there's ways to make the texture better. So at, at fancy restaurants, you'll see sweetbreads, which sweetbreads are you know, organs that are ground down and, and 
fried like a chicken nugget. And so I'm sure that probably tastes better than, you know, eating straight liver would that's like grilled or however you prepare liver. So, so yeah, so that's, you know, I do think it's, you know, she's, she's trying to normalize, you know, for any vegans or vegetarians, you've probably already shut the podcast off because this is probably really gross to you and maybe offensive if you're very protective of animals. You know, I grew up with a family that hunts. And so I, I, I do, you know, incorporate animal protein still into my diet. And, you know, now that I, I have been listening to, to more science about all the essential amino acids and, and importance of, of animal proteins, you know, I, I definitely have a desire to maybe incorporate a little bit more, but my, my taste buds and what I like, I, I do tend to veer towards, you know, plant-based proteins, uh, to balance that. So I think, you know, you got to do what's right for you. Now, Dr. Cole did talk about uh, the high, <clears throat> the highest source of retinol, and uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think what he said that was in. I I don't know. I must have missed a note somewhere because I think he did talk about there is something that's high in retinol. I don't know if he was saying awful is high in retinol. I'll have to look that up, but um. Ashley did talk about that a lot of people are very deficient in iron, vitamin D, magnesium, B12, especially women who are under eating protein. They're just not getting enough of these essential amino acids. And, and, and so Dr. Cole brought up that a lot of clients are confused about this idea of eating a lot of liver because he's like, he he gets asked the question you know people think that they're that the because the liver um helps detoxify our bodies that the liver must be full of toxins and why would we eat something that's that that is specifically for uh removing toxins from our bodies and Ashley talked about how that's kind of the wrong way of thinking and that the liver really processes toxins. It's not like a sponge. It's more like a filter. She said, we actually store toxins in our fat cells. So, you know, the best thing to do would be to stay away from like the fatty cuts of meat. And so, uh, so Dr. Cole was asking, you know, in her opinion, how much protein should men and women get in their day? And, and so she, and for some reason, this has been a popular topic on a lot of the podcasts I've been reviewing. She talked about how one to 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight is a good measurement, but she's like, but you know, people shouldn't be obsessive. She's like, most people are, you know, a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight is good. I mean, that's a lot of protein. I don't get anywhere near that much. Uh, but she, you know, she's like 40 grams can barely keep you alive. She's like, so, you know, people should, you know, instead of grabbing that, you know, granola bar or that really satisfying carb that is easy to grab when you're hungry. And she's like, most people should be trying to go for that leftover chicken or, you know, scramble some eggs real quick, you know, instead of just that, that easy default to carbs that will break down into your system, raise your blood sugar, and ultimately not satisfy you for a duration of time because it, it, it doesn't, you know, last as long as protein will in the system. And so, so Dr. Cole then said, what is worst? Tasting healthy food that, I don't even know, what is worse? Tasting healthy food that you eat because, so I think he's asking, um, oh, what's a, what's a healthy food that you will eat even though you don't like it? You'll eat this food just because it's so healthy for you. And, um, and she, what Ashley said was she would eat kidney. She's like, kidney is, she's, she wanted to give a, an example of a, an animal, an animal food and also a veg, vegetable food. She's like, so because kidneys are so nutrient dense and so healthy, she's like, they're not my favorite. She's like, but I do eat them just because they are so nutrient dense. 
And she said, for broccoli, she's like, for the plant side, she's like, broccoli. She's like, who likes steamed broccoli? She's like, it's gross. She's like, but it is so healthy that, you know, I try to still eat it. Um, And then, and then he was like, so what's like the worst tasting food that even though it's so healthy, you just won't eat it because you just can't, you can't tolerate it. You can't get it down. And, um... And Ashley was like, there's not a lot. She's like, I could be on fear factor. She's like, I can pretty much eat anything. Uh, and uh, and then he's, he also asked the question, you know, what are two game-changing supplements that have been, you know, huge for you in your life? And she gave an example of collagen. And then she gave the example of a probiotic. I'm trying to think myself. I, I like those questions of like, what's the, what's a food that you'll, you eat just because it's healthy, but it doesn't really taste that good. I'm trying to think what I do. I mean, I guess when I just eat any type of just plain protein, like, like when I eat and I, and I don't really eat anything that I, that I don't enjoy the taste of necessarily. I mean, I'm just not someone that likes to eat unhealthy food. I mean, food that doesn't taste good to me, but you know, what I will do sometimes is I will just scramble eggs occasionally and just eat the eggs by themselves, even though I'd prefer to have it on a bagel. There are times that I would, you know, eat my just plain salmon in the morning, even though I'd rather have like some rice with it. So there are times I'll just do a straight protein just to get, just to be, you know, really lean, uh, even though there's there's a desire to eat some carbs with it. So I guess that's the biggest example that I have. Um, I mean, there's definitely, like, I, I, I just have not delved into the realm of organ meat. And it's, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Let me just leave it there. So then, uh, let's see. So then he asked just a few more kind of cool questions. Uh, he asked... Uh, about the two game-changing supplements. So she said collagen and probiotic. And then he asked, like, what's an overrated supplement? And she's like, any multivitamin. She's like, uh, you know, any type of nootropic, any type of pre-workout drink where you're taking something just to stimulate you before you work out. She's like, you shouldn't really need that. And, you know, get some coffee or sort your life out. You shouldn't need a stimulant like that before your your workout. And then he asked, then Dr. Cole asked Ashley, what's your tip for really good sleep? And she's like, well, I have a 10-month-old, so that's the thing that I'm really struggling with the most. But, you know, I do try to avoid screen time and I keep low lights on just to kind of calm my body towards the evening. Uh, And then... Uh, Dr. Cole asked, what's your favorite way to increase your energy levels? And so she said, lifting weights, animal protein, and doing weight-bearing workouts. I'll say when I um, when I need a quick energy boost, I mean, of course, sometimes I'll drink coffee, but honestly, sometimes working out really does get me more energized. So I might do a quick run or do some push-ups, and that tends to get the energy flowing for me personally. And then he asked, do you ever go to Starbucks? <laughs> if so, what do you drink? And she's like, I try not to. She's like, but you know, she's like, I think it's terrible. I will try to find a local coffee shop. <clears throat> but she said, excuse me, she said, but if she does go to, to, to Starbucks, she gets the cold brew. She's like, I'm just, I'm just one of those people that always likes cold brew, um, regardless of the temperature. Now, I'm someone that prefers hot coffee. I like because I like to put my collagen in it. So I like a hot black coffee with some collagen. That's my preferred way to drink coffee. And then he asked, you know, what's a book that you've read in the past year that's inspired you? And she said, The Power, political, which is some, some sort of political fiction book that's that she really is enjoying. And so my, you know, that was a really good episode. I I definitely took away some some little tidbits that I um it's so funny because you know I've I've I'll always I don't think I'll ever go I'll definitely never go straight vegan or vegetarian. There there was a time where I was thinking that 
trying to be all plant-based was the way to go or mostly plant-based, but I, I do see the importance of incorporating some animal proteins. And I like this idea of using it kind of as a as a, like almost like a fasting type of situation where you just do it for one or day, just like kind of like as a reset kind of jumpstart if you've maybe been overindulging or something like that. So, so I'll keep you updated if I ever do that reset and I'll let you know how it goes. My last random thought is oysters. Yay or nay? Who out there actually likes oysters on the half shell? So here's my thought about oysters. So They are obviously low carb and high protein and they, (laughs) I'm just curious who actually enjoys the taste of them and the sensation of eating them. Because to me, I'm, I'm fascinated. Like my friend, Michelle loves oysters and I'll watch her preparing them with the, with all the little, little sauces and the horseradish and the cocktail sauce and the, all the fixins. And then And then she just kind of slurps it off of the shell and she doesn't really look like she's chewing it. You know, she might take like a little, like move it around in her mouth a little and swallow, but it's almost like she's doing a shot. And for me, I'm like, is that enjoyable? Do you actually like the taste or are you mainly doing it because it's healthy, low carb, high protein? I'm just curious because they are, I have... I have eaten them. They are wildly unappealing to me, both texturally, taste-wise, and I just don't get it. They're supposed to be an aphrodisiac. I don't, I mean, that doesn't work on me. So would love your opinions. If anybody has a strong opinion on eating oysters, if you enjoy them, I'd love to hear from you. Please DM me on Instagram. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. If you have any show ideas, if you've done the carnivore diet, If you have any thoughts on awful, like the organ meat, if anybody eats liver, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me, share your stories, would love to, you know, hear all the details. And uh, so I'm going to be, I actually have an interview coming up with a listener that I'm going to be recording. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it right away, but um, I might save it for a time when I'm traveling. I am going to be doing an Alicia McCarvel episode. So I have some really good content coming up. Uh, So please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom, leave a comment, let me know what you think, good or bad. We'd love to hear from you. And until we meet again... I hope all of you have a very balanced week.